0: Welcome. You are locked on as the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, and owner of several burner accounts. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I, I have so
1: many burner accounts. So many. I don't even know what I would... i do good to run my Twitter account. <laughs> let, alone, let alone a burner account. Anything I want to say I'm going to say it from my personal. That's my big problem with Reddit, man. I hate when, you know, okay, I don't want to go. The nameless You're
0: the say- nameless faceless posts. I saw a uh so Kristen Ledlow, she's a, the sideline reporter for TNT and she does stuff for for NBA TV and stuff. Uh she said that uh, somebody tweeted her, like, you wear too much makeup, all this stuff, blah, 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 something else sexist. And she's like, that's easy for you to say, coming coming from a person who uses somebody else's face as your Twitter profile. And it was a picture of LeBron as his Twitter profile. Yes. I was like, yes. Yes, yes, like, yes. Like, my whole
1: thing with it <laughs> is even, even if you, like, hide behind and tweet behind a, like, a, a team or, like, a, I don't know, like, if you have like a specialty like type of count or something like that, like put it in your bio. Tweets from an actual person, yeah. Because I just, it's just my pet peeve. I know there's a lot of people who probably listen to this that,
0: but tweet from but people look at like, uh, let's say like the uh, the smoking Cuban that you used to run or like we yeah. do the Mabs Moneyball, like those don't necessarily have a person behind them. I think the Moneyball one used to say tweets from Tim Cato, but he is now no longer with us. He did not die, but he's just not with us the site anymore.
1: Yeah, but you also say before and after when you live tweet games. Say this is is blah blah blah, blah. so people know where because a lot of times you might not be sharing like some insane opinion during like a regular day. I mean, you you might make fun, different stuff like that, but and people know who's on staff for the most part, right? That that could be doing it. There's. Some accounts out there, it's just like there's no clue what human being is running it. And I think that's kind of a coward move.
0: But I'm with anyway. You. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on it.
1: Okay. So real quick, ESPN did a live mock draft uh, just a little bit ago. And they had Woj and Mike Schmitz and Seth Greenberg. <coughs> and College basketball name, analyst. I think her name is, and I should get this right, Cassidy Hubbard? Hubberth Hubberth, Hubberth? Hubberth.
0: Yeah. There's a, Hubberth. there's a th in there, which I Hubberth. did not realize until
1: I like her. She's cool. Yeah. She's cool. And she like kind of like hosted it. It's really simple. It's an hour long. They Woj and Mike Smith's alternated picks. And they said they were doing a live mock draft on ESPN. Um, just w- based off everything they hear, know, whatever now, they didn't go into deep, uh, like deep dives of like, I'm hearing this, I'm hearing this, but, um, i was just gonna throw out a couple of different takeaways from their mock at the like top five, whatever. Like Woj says, it's pretty much a consensus right now that, that DeAndre Ayton's going one. There's just too much behind it, and he said Sarver, you know, their owner is just Arizona guy. There's a good connection. Yeah, he difference.
0: did a he did a podcast recently with oh, I can't remember who it was. Rosillo. Yeah, I think it was the Rossillo podcast. It was him and, and uh and he said that a trend now in the NBA is that not necessarily the coach getting as much input as owners. Owners are getting a ton of input into who they draft at the top of the draft. And I thought that was very interesting. So we today are going to do our top 10 boards, and this is who we would take. But when it comes down to it, like who Mark Cuban wants to take, who is a listener of this podcast – who he wants to take is probably different than who we want to take.
1: Yeah. I mean, you saw it with um, – I mean, you don't want to, like, bring up old stuff again, but, like, one that a lot of people bring up is, like, the Greek freak. And, like, yeah. Cuban owned that. Like, Mark owned yeah, that yeah. and said, that was me. I really wanted him. And he admitted that was a mistake. So, um, but anyway, like, ESPN ran their mock draft.
0: And you know, The, the story much- is that, sorry, I, I want to clarify that for anybody that didn't realize the story. So Cuban, Cuban wanted to clear up some cap space and move down and get Dwight Howard in the, in free agency, whereas Donnie Nelson wanted to draft Giannis Antetokounmpo, and they didn't end up doing that, obviously. And they drafted Shane Larkin, and here we are today. All right, just wanted to clarify that for anybody.
1: And Shane Larkin's farther in the playoffs than the group. Um <laughs> it, Anyway, so just some tidbits from their mock draft between Woj and Smiths. Pretty much given at the top eight and Doncic, um They went Jaron Jackson at three to Atlanta. He did, you know, they.
0: That he seems said, to be the consensus.
1: Well, he said a, a lot of what a lot of us are thinking of saying this is the spot that they could trade out is Atlanta, somebody moving up to try to get Doncic, something like yeah. that. Uh, Bagley to Memphis. And then at five, you know, they were right there with Mo Bamba going to Dallas. He he mentioned them possibly uh, going free agent shopping big time this summer. She even asked him directly, "How much does Dallas have an interest in Demarcus Cousins?" Um, Wolves kind of hopped around that. You could tell he didn't really have a, I guess, a ton of info on that right now. But he just kind of talked about the um, the worry that. DeMarcus would have, or a team would have thrown just huge money at him with an Achilles injury and all that stuff. Everything we've talked about. The biggest, I was kind of worried at that point. Cause I'm like, man, it's just going chalk. This is going to be kind of boring. But then it got to Orlando and they say, Wendell Carter jr. That was interesting. So I'm like, okay. Yep, so I'm Michael right. Porter, Michael Porter jr. Is going to go to seven to Chicago. Nope. They went with Trey young and talked <laughs> about the combo between Chris Dunn and Trey young and how they can coexist in the same backcourt this is like a trend in the league today. These two guards and all this different stuff. Okay. Whatever floats your boat. And then I was like, well, there's no way Porter Jr. is going to go past Cleveland at eight. I mean, come on. And they went with Colin Sexton to eight. Uh, That's with, why. To the Cavs. And then it just kept on going. Mikkel Bridges at nine to New York, which I've said before on this pod, I could see Mikkel Bridges going over Porter and people have came after me and, Threw uh, tomatoes at me, and then one of my favorite guys in the mid in the late lottery, Lonnie Walker. Love Lonnie Walker. They had him going ten to Philly.
0: I like the, really just, I like that pick for them. Oh, you
1: know, love that pick. Love that pick. Lonnie. It, I'm in on all in on Lonnie Walker, and it could surprise some because that would mean Sexton, Trey Young, Mikel Bridges, Lonnie Walker, all over. Not only Porter Jr. but Miles Bridges also. And yeah. I know some people is are all in on Miles Bridges, but. Kind of went down Miles Bridges, Gilgis Alexander. Then, When it got to the Clippers picks at 12 and 13, and they didn't use either one of them on Porter Jr., they used Gilgis Alexander and Robert Williams. I was like, whoa. Um, so they put Michael Porter Jr. at 15th to the Washington Wizards. Which
0: is and, like an awful fit. <laughs>
1: it is, yeah. It's so it, bad. It's crazy, and they're just, you know, he admitted, was you know, them admitted, they said, listen, he could go much higher than this for sure, but at this moment, with everything surrounding him and stuff that they, you know, like, as far as, you know, medical, and they said how he fits with teammates, you know, people, I tweeted this out, what just happened, and people have came after me, oh my gosh, it's ESPN, blah, 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 well, newsflash, guys, Woj them know a little bit more than you probably do that's listening, like would probably know a lot more than what we like. He,
0: the thing he, about it's not just that he knows more; he knows how these guys think. Like it's not that he just has information on all these players, but he knows how these teams think. He is he calls the picks before everybody knows. He calls the picks before Mark Tatum and Adam Silver call them. <laughs> you know, like yeah. he knows how these guys think. He talks to them all the time. He knows the thought process. He he floats ideas. He when he came and spoke to us at Sports Business Classroom two years ago, he was like. You know, sometimes I'll just go up to a guy and be like, hey, what do you think about this player that's on like some random other team or like some prospect or something like that? So he he has an idea of how all these guys are thinking, you know, about certain guys and about these players and about yeah, types and, of players too.
1: And Mike Smith is right there as far as like draft gurus, everything with that. And it's not like he's sitting there saying, hey, I've talked to every team in the league yeah. and he's not going to go in the top 10 because he's back. He didn't say that. He just said, at this current time and like, Just with everything surrounding medical wise, like they can't, they just didn't put him higher. And it's going to reflect that in my big board. I mean, newsflash Michael Porter Jr. is still seven on my big board. (laughs) He's going to stay seven until we get an update. I said that for the past two months that I'm not going to move him anywhere until we get any type of update or anything on him. So, but anyway, the only other thing, I mean, they do every pick in the first round. I'm not going to talk about them. The only other small tidbit is. Um, he mentioned Denver specifically and said watch out for Denver with their cap situation that they might want to shed a contract and attach the pick with it to shed money. And he mentioned Farid and saying they've been trying to ship him for a while. So I mean Which that's the number ta- that's
0: the number fourteen pick.
1: Yes, yeah, number fourteen. Yeah, I know. We briefly talked about it before we hit record. Uh I would take farid in a heartbeat yeah for sure 14th pick attached so imagine farid
0: and dwight powell's role last year like
1: (laughs) oh gosh that's a no-brainer for me so i would gladly i mean you're sacrificing cap but we're talking you would sacrifice your cap this summer get farid and then possibly get a Zaire smith i mean a possible lonnie
0: walker possibly any of those guys yeah what is it like a year more of of kenneth reed or two years more of kenneth reed is definitely worth the eight years of whoever you can get at 14 like what if michael porter jr's there like their their mock oh lord (laughs) you know like (laughs) that's who they're there they had espn had in their mock they had uh kevin knox went that pick michael porter jr was there zaire smith was there Kyrie thomas was there like there's just a bunch of dudes that were still there that you're like yes i i will sign up for eight years of that dude
1: yeah, so I mean, in that hypothetical, I mean, you would be going into the summer. It might not help you win now, but you would be going into training camp with basically your new additions being like Mo Bamba, Zaire Smith, and Kenneth Fareed. Super young, but that's kind of exciting, you know? Like it gives you I mean, you don't have a ton of cap to play around with at that point, but
0: that's what you have the cap for.
1: <laughs> when, yeah.
0: there's a there's a story that that the paper recently like reshared that they had written like a while ago like right as the season ended where Mark Cuban is quoted as saying uh we will try to use this cap space. The reason why we have cap space is to use it and something to the effect of we even if we can do it before the draft. And like this is exactly what he's talking about. A move like this where you take on a guy to get an asset, a a, a lottery pick even if it's a late lottery pick like a mid first round pick is a huge asset. That's a massive asset.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's how I would do it. I mean, that wouldn't – and it also wouldn't suck every bit of your cap either. No. Like, there's, a, there's a tier of that also. Like, I wouldn't take on $15 million for a pick 24, but 14 there's still – yeah, a handful of players that could be there, and it would it obviously depend on how they value some of the guys there. Yeah, and some of anyway, these players,
0: I- some of these, like Fareed, you, that that's even like some value there. He's not like an unplayable player. He has definitely a role, that I feel like could could really work out. You know, in a, in a Mavs type system, like you're not just getting complete nothings. Like even people talk about Tristan Thompson, like he's got he's got some value. You know, like there there's he's a, he's a playable player in the finals. <laughs> he has been. Yeah. So, for sure. you're not getting like they're they're not all Joakim Noel. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so, all right. Let's get to our uh, our top 10. We've done this now, man, every month since January we've done this. And so this is our May edition. We just cut under the wire <laughs> with, with this one uh to get our top 10. We're not going to talk about it too long, but let's get to our top 10. Isaac in just one second. All right. Isaac Harris my top 10, as I went through it, I was like, man, it didn't change too much. I made one giant change at the top after uh, doing some research, after hearing some stuff, after uh, just thinking how fundamentally I want this Mavs team to move forward. Um made a big change, but Luka Doncic still number one, and uh, we did Luka's draft profile uh, for yesterday's podcast uh, that we recorded actually this same exact day that we're talking about this. But... <laughs> But uh, <laughs> we talked about it. We're both number, we both have a number one. But number two, I moved Jaron Jackson Jr. up. Ooh. I got Jaron Jackson Jr. I, I think that he could be Kevin Garnett. Like just in, like h- as skilled of a player as he is, he's not as tenacious. He doesn't have that like tenacity that like I'm going to bite your head off thing. But if, with his skill, his You know, defensively, I feel like that could be a guy that could really just be unleashed in an NBA system. Whereas college wasn't so great to him. And those are the kind of players you want. Like college was not as good to Carl Anthony Towns. And then he got to the NBA and you're like, oh yeah, that's why he went number one.
1: Yeah, I mean there's not a there's not a lot that separates those guys, in my opinion, in that just all those bigs in the top six. So, like, the Jackson, Bomba, Bagley, whatever. Uh, I, t- I put Aiton just a little bit higher. You know, I still have Aiton at two. And, and just because of his, his overall package with – there's just more to work with there. I think – and especially, I think you can win now quicker with DeAndre Aiton. Jackson, I think you're going to have to wait some time. There's just some – there's some with that, that you're going to have to let him develop – I'm not as personally, I'm not as sold on his shot. I know it just the form and everything on it, but I mean, he hit it at a, a decent clip, so he has great per 40 numbers. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, like, I, you know, people like to label me on Twitter as this Jackson hater because I keep him at like six or something like that. He's just going to take time. I, he has the same type of mystery situation that like zach collins had out of coming out of gonzaga and yeah. zach collins is a very very nice player i just mentioned this the other day to a guy that's well versed in the nba world and he's like in his first response to that was well zach collins is gonna be really good i'm like yeah like i know like I, i'm not i don't mean it it's just like a lot of fans wanted to jump on that and be like Well, he's not Zach Collins, and yeah, he he probably going to be better than Zach Collins, but still, like they're both going to be good players, and it's like I said before, I think he can he'll contribute in every category, and I think he will be a a Miles Turner. We'll I think we'll be having the same conversation we're having about Miles Turner right now that we'll be having for Jackson in three or four years.
0: I think Jackson can can like create off the dribble a little bit more i think that's what's going to separate them is that he's going to be able to do just a little bit more we've seen the highlights where but he...
1: He, but he's not draymond though like I pe-
0: i don't know he's like, not a people want to make like him that. out
1: to be yeah well people want to make jaron jackson out to be like he's like draymond that you can just give him the ball and make you know go make a play and run the offense like he's yeah. not that like he can dribble it a, you know a little bit but i would still take like I'd still take Bagley's handles over Jaron Jackson.
0: Oh, for sure. But I'm saying he. But there's a lot of Jaron Jackson you would take over Bagley. You know.
1: Yeah, and, and vice like and vice versa. Sure,
0: sure, sure. But just the idea that where he is, like some of the other these other guys, the Miles Turners, the you know the Zach Collins that Jaron Jackson create off the dribble a little more. He's starting at a better spot, I think, than those two guys are. Uh, I mean, younger, like you said. There's just more to there's more to work with. I think with him,
1: it's kind of like when if you're if you're a two k player, it's kind of like when you're picking your art type into in the video game NBA two k, and you're saying you got to pick these different categories that you have like elite levels, uh, you know, skills in and during the yeah. game. It's like Jaren Jackson for me has picked the all around package. It's the all around package to where you're like. Halfway to 75% high, like your meters are in every category. To where some of these other guys have like in the elite in some in, in one different little category of each one, like Bagley's athleticism, rebounding, jump, all that stuff. Mo Bamba's defensive ability, shot blocking, anchor. DeAndre Ayton's offensive versatility, all this stuff. Post score. Yeah, like all they have the really high bars in these certain categories. And Jaron Jackson is the all around that, in my opinion, is not have that does not have that elite level of some of those right now. But we'll talk more about. Yeah, I'm, this is a big board pod. We'll do
0: our profile in <laughs> yeah. Jackson coming up really soon. <laughs> so, anyway, that's who I have at two. You still have eight and at two. Number three, I have Mobamba. Nice. Yeah, that's who I have too. Okay, so we both we both have Bamba there. That means I have. I, I'm very close to having Bamba
1: over Aiden for the Mavs. Because reminder, it's just just reminder, this board is off a Mavs perspective. This is not overall our big boards. This is fitting with the Mavericks perspective. So yeah, this and that's who we would take. That's where I could hear the argument for Bamba over Aiden, as far as because I think Bamba, you don't reinvent the wheel. You bring him into your system and keep the system. Aiden is the better overall prospect, but you're going to have to reinvent your system, in my opinion, for Dallas. So, but Aiden to Bomba three.
0: Then I have Aiden at four for me. Uh, I'm assuming at four you have Marvin Bagley still. I do, yes. Marvin Bagley. I have Bagley at five. So we, and then uh, five for you. Bridges, Mikel Bridges. I, I can tell by that smile you have Bridges there. He's still there.
1: I'm all in on Bridges. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm gonna be a broken record if I go down the whole spill again, but
0: I have him at six. So, which is not not a big change. The top six for us pretty much stays the same. Uh, you have Jaron Jackson at six. I do, yes. Uh, so not a huge change for me. It's Luca, Jaron Jackson, Mo Bamba, DeAndre Ayton, Marvin Bagley, Mikael Bridges. That's a, that's a big change for me. I dropped Ayton from two to four, and then for you, uh, it's almost the exact same with Luca, uh, DeAndre Ayton, Mo Bamba, Bagley, Bridges, and Jaron Jackson.
1: Correct. Porter Junior is seven.
0: You, the only thing you switched was you switched Luca and Ayton, and you switched uh, Bamba and Bagley
1: bomb and Bagley,
0: sweet interesting interesting and the why thing the ch- is, why the change on why the change on on bagley
1: um i i just i'm really getting sold more on the bomba thing i really think he can be every bit of what capella did and like for houston i think bomba could be that and Which, by the way, everyone
0: was bringing up all the time, saying, "Well, he's getting played off. What he can't even play in this series. He was huge in that game wow. seven. Like he was massive yeah, in that game seven. And yeah, well, he's he had some to
1: get paid massive money. Yeah, that.
0: he had some really really big shots. So I don't want to hear any of that anymore. He played. He did not get played off the court. No.
1: And. <laughs> Yeah, stop that. Dallas wouldn't – whoever's saying that, you, Dallas, you will be first in line to be like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome if Dallas you know, pays him 24 a year, whatever it is. So, yeah, but Capella, I, I don't even – I disagree with that completely. I don't even think he got played off the court. But
0: anyway – Well, it was the idea that he was going to get played off that a guy like uh, Mo Bamba can't play in a series like, like the Houston Golden State series.
1: You know – what could when Capella could have been great is what if they won Game Seven? Yeah, Capella would have been an, a huge factor against Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson. Massive. <laughs> so like, if you're gonna tell me that you don't want Capella because of one team in the NBA, the Golden State Warriors, yeah, stop it.
0: <laughs> stop. They were beat to build that team, and they almost did. Yeah, built to build to beat to build that team, built to beat that team build a house with bricks. <laughs> um, so there you go. That jump. That is our top six. Uh, after that, I think we both still have uh, Porter Jr. at seven.
1: Have Porter Jr. seven is not going to move me, move anywhere for me until yeah. we get something.
0: It's like at that point, it, it's like at that point I'll take the risk. You know, if we're getting to that, that point, I don't see any more can't miss, you know, prospects where I, I wouldn't want to, you know, like where there aren't as many risks, you know, I'm like, okay, well at this point I'm taking him and <laughs> it's kind of stayed, yeah. stayed the same for a while. Um, number eight for me is Miles Bridges. Ooh. I think yeah. I just, I think Bridges. i still like the idea of Miles Bridges more than just Miles Bridges himself. Um,
1: <laughs> I like Miles Bridges. I have him at nine. Yeah. I have him at nine. The measurements worry me. Yeah. Kind of worry. Just kind of trying to figure out what position he plays. But I'm not. I don't. Well, anyway. I don't think. I'm not comfortable with him playing the four.
0: You know what? I feel like. Yeah. You're right. I'm going to put Wendell Carter ahead of Miles Bridges now. Moving him up.
1: I have Wendell Carter at 10. I know. You do? (laughs) How do you know?
0: Because you don't like Wendell Carter. And you had him at 10 last time. You had him at 10 okay. last month.
1: At least they had him in my top 10. So the only yeah. one we don't know for you is eight. Can you guess?
0: Is it Kevin Knox? Nope. I do like Knox. Who's my lottery guy? Uh, Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker. Wow. Right.
1: This is a big move up. I love Lonnie Walker, man. I would be ecstatic to have Lonnie Walker, if somehow we could get a pick in that late lottery, to pair Lonnie, Lonnie. with uh Dennis. I would love that, man.
0: Two months ago, you had Lonnie Walker 9, and then you didn't have him in your top 10, and now you got him back in as 8.
1: Yeah. I had him at, like, what, 11 or something?
0: I don't know. We didn't go that far.
1: Oh, okay, okay. This is 10. We're
0: only going 10, I think.
1: He's hovered in that 8 to 11 range for me. But I just, I've really been debating him and Miles Bridges a lot lately. And I just, like Lonnie, I'm going to do a deep dive on Lonnie pretty soon. And it's going to be glorious. Because like, <laughs>
0: What if you just start watching it and you see all these bad passes and bad plays and you're like, no, I just go nah. find the
1: good tape. Just like today, <laughs> I, was tweet- I was tweeting out a lot of the Luca Doncic's like uh, different highlights and stuff today. Yeah. And uh, i watched watch some of his uh, isolation defense and some of his pick and roll defense. And yeah. I'm like, do I post video of him getting roasted or not? <laughs> I was like, no, nah, let's just stay
0: in the positive. Am I route. asking for it today, or am I not asking for it today?
1: Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. Hmm, just stay away from it. But I'm sure you could find videos of Steph getting just destroyed on defense in college, too.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, James Harden, that's his whole career.
0: <laughs> Don't make me <laughs> spit this water. <laughs> So there, anyway, we got, we got a couple minutes to spare real quick. Let's. We got some more time. That's, that's our top 10. Again, I'll go through it real quick. Mine was number one, Doncic. Jackson jr. Second, Mo Bamba, third, Deandre, Ayton and fourth, Marvin Bagley, fifth, Mikhail Bridges, sixth, uh, Michael Porter jr. Seventh, Wendell Carter jr. Eighth, Miles Bridges, nine, and then Kevin Knox at 10. Oh, got yeah. the, got the wing. Like go, go. I'll, with the win. I'll
1: say this about Knox. So, in our on our mock draft we did last week, or yeah, I think it was last week, yeah, or whatever. And uh, you know, I had Knox going like seventh or eighth or something, and just like, holy crap! No, I had him going ninth to New York. Well, of course, somebody tweeted me saying, like, "LOL, no way," which is always one of my favorite, you know, yeah. Twitter things. Like, no way that's gonna happen. Thanks, guy. Um,
0: <laughs> what do you know? And,
1: yeah, and you know, I laughed about it, whatever. Well, I saw uh, Basketball Insider Steve Kyler. And he did this video the other day and I watched him was like draft sleepers and he talked about Kevin Knox and he said he specifically said in the video, he said, I've heard from numerous teams in the lottery that Kevin Knox will go much higher than what people are expecting. <laughs> he said he said he's heard Kevin Knox all the way up to six to Orlando. Holy and,
0: cow. That's and that's crazy.
1: Because it's just this idea, you see what Jason Tatum's doing and it's just Knox is a six eight Shooter that came in Kentucky, and he said a lot of people just don't think that he was used right at Kentucky. And he's getting into some workouts. He just got this smooth, fluid motion and stuff like that, and so that's what it, that's just a, a little example of different stuff I'm hearing about Knox. Or I okay. see about Knox, and I just think he'll go higher than some. Like I would almost, I think he's a lottery pick, hands down. So I've seen some people have him like 18th or something like. I'm like, no, no.
0: I saw him the other day mocked by someone to uh, the the Knicks at nine, and I was like, that's a yeah. good fit. I was like, I, I like that fit for sure.
1: And that's what I did on the on the pot, and I, I like that. I mean, they're they like they want the win. I think Knicks want Macal Bridges so bad, but I don't know if he's going to be. But
0: there. I could see them going with somebody that can create their own shot, though. You know,
1: yeah, a point. I yeah, I mean, I think it's a wing or Sexton or Young, something like that for sure.
0: Yeah, or well, yeah, the w- a wing that could create their own shot though. Whereas Bridges doesn't really create his own shot as much. Yeah, that's true. But, you know,
1: um, let me ask you this before we go. I was wanting to do this at the beginning, but we had other stuff. You want to talk like three minutes about the finals, like your oh, prediction? Yeah, or- yeah. yeah.
0: What do you think of the conference finals? <sighs> Oh, this, is, this is what I'm gonna say about the finals. I want LeBron to win so bad. Oh my gosh! Get off this pod. <laughs> the crap are you talking want, about. I want LeBron to win. It would be epic if LeBron won. It would be nah. so great. Just because this team that was built and they they man they're very good. They're very very good. I, I love. I still, you were cheering for Houston, wasn't I? Still no, I weren't. I wasn't. I, Bull crap. I still love watching the Warriors play. When they play, you know, great offense, and they play together. But when they don't play, ISO Kevin Durant ball. They have played. They have gotten so many breaks that it's just ridiculous at this point. Like just all the breaks that they've gotten of oh. these on these teams. You know what I'm like, about guys, to say. Guys, eventually, you, <laughs> you can't be Welcome the, best to the team past decade get, of
1: LeBron James and
0: get the most breaks. Like you can't be have the best team and get the most breaks. It just doesn't. It doesn't work like that. And so that's hey, that's the
1: same logic I use is saying you can't be considered the greatest of all time and get the many breaks you got.
0: I don't think he I don't think LeBron's the greatest of all time. I think LeBron no, is he's the Jordan of our generation though. I think that
1: I'll go this far. LeBron could average a triple double and beat the Warriors and still wouldn't be the greatest of all time.
0: I think that would be the greatest finals I think that would be the greatest finals uh performance of all time. For him to beat this team. It still wouldn't make him yeah, the greatest. It, it still wouldn't make him the greatest player, I don't think, not yet. No, not yet. Not but yet. that's just, a that's a building a, block for
1: sure. It's just really really annoying right now. And I sent out this tweet Dale and I am saying you can appreciate, you can acknowledge, and you can recognize the greatness of LeBron. Yeah. Like LeBron, I'm telling, I'm tellin', yeah, he's you and, a top.
0: You and Kobe, top <laughs> three.
1: What's <laughs> that? Was the greatest tweet? Of this that was such year. a
0: great tweet.
1: Um, you can acknowledge that. And say, like, LeBron's a top three or five player of all time. Like, that's still crazy. But you can still know basketball and have a very, very, very great argument for Michael Jordan still being the best player of all time. And it's just, it's, it's very difficult to be on Twitter sometimes and see so many people just... The tweets that make me mad is imagine not believing LeBron James is the greatest of all time. Well yeah. yeah, I don't. And like I'm not stupid. Like I we could have a legit little conversation and I could roll out a lot of different things of why Jordan is the greatest of all time. Is LeBron the best player of the past you know of the two thousands? Yeah. Sure. Give him that. Like cool. But my, I mean it's my just cousin, like, one, three titles. Come on.
0: I posted this this picture of LeBron shooting that shot over Jason Tatum. And I was like, man, if you're not watching LeBron right now, like you are really missing out. You're going to look back on your life and be like, man, why did I not watch LeBron? Because a lot of people right now are saying, man, why didn't I watch Jordan? Why didn't I watch these epic, you know, finals moments or these, you know, playoff moments. And everyone's talking about, oh, you remember when MJ did this and blah, blah, blah. Like they just wish they were watching that. I'm like, you should do that with LeBron now. Cause we're going to be talking about him. Like he's the second, third best player of all time. And my cousin was like, "How you can't even put them in the same sentence, all this stuff you can't com- you can't even compare the two And I'm like, well, I am going to compare the two as far as like level of you know greatness And he said it was it was a like a TV moment it was it was an American like moment to sit down and watch Michael Jordan that he was like you can't even say the circus because the circus doesn't exist anymore, but like it was just, like this huge thing was in town and that everybody wanted to go watch him. And yeah. Le- LeBron is like not that, but our our society now is so different in the fact that there's just so many different avenues of entertainment and content and media and all this stuff. Like this podcast didn't exist. Uh, who I was listening to Dan Patrick the other day, and they were like, "What was the what was the whole you know thought of you know uh, like Michael Jordan and all this and you know blah blah, blah. when when he was the, when did he become the greatest of all time blah 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 What did people say and <laughs> And Patrick was like, there wasn't like twenty four seven sports radio and podcasts and all these websites and Twitter and stuff. He's like, we didn't have that, you know. Like yeah. you had like your newspapers, you had some radio shows back then, but just not as many. Uh, there just wasn't this dialogue. There wasn't this much time to fill because uh, advertisers weren't paying for this much time, <laughs> you know, to like have all this time to create this discourse of. All this stuff. I, I think we can't have the conversation. Uh, Dan Patrick goes on to say that he, we can't have this conversation until LeBron's done. Like I agree with that. I'm, I'm I agree yeah. with that. We can't we can't compare the two as far as like who's better until the very end. I think obviously as players they're di- they're better at different things, but that's all players.
1: Yeah, that, that I agree completely. Like wait till he's done. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean obviously if LeBron goes on to win two or three more titles then. Yeah, I mean, there's a conversation to be had probably and saying, okay, like, there you go. Like, he's close to Jordan. But but... then at
0: that point, don't you have to start talking about how Lonzo Ball is one of the greatest players of all time? Because that's who he's going to win titles with, Isaac.
1: I don't even know what to say, though.
0: What do you think about the actual series, though? I mean, is it really going to be a cakewalk? Like, could the Warriors just sweep him? The only –
1: oh, yeah. They could definitely sweep them. The only reason they won't sweep them or if this series could go... Well, there's two reasons. One, I think the series will go um, five. I think they'll go six. I think they could win a couple for a couple of different reasons. One or two reasons. One reason, the first one is Golden State just seems like they just don't care sometimes. They're so sloppy, man. Like, like, they they
0: just They Oh, man. It's so frustrating.
1: Like, they just... It's like they literally. Ha- I enjoy watching them too. I cheer for them against Houston. I will definitely cheer for them in the finals. And personally, I'm a big. I love Steph Curry too. And like, Kayden, yeah, whatever. Whatever. But they just. It's like they and they have it in their head that we are the best. And you know what? We can go ahead and play street ball for a little bit. And but we always have this next level we can hit and like come back or like take the lead for a bit or whatever it is. That part worries me, especially when you pay LeBron and you hope that it's the finals and going against LeBron. That they're like, "Holy crap, we can't do that." That would be a reason for them to get one or two games. And the other reason, and I don't want to like be this guy, but I will be this guy, mm-hmm. is the NBA likes its money. Oh,
0: Isaac, they're Isaac, gonna
1: want, they're gonna want this series don't to go do on. This. A don't bit. do this, guys. Read personal foul. Just, I'm just saying that changed a lot for me, and there's the a Tim lot Donaghy that goes book. on. Yes, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes with how the how much the money um, wants stuff like this, the millions of dollars, the storylines, the
0: everything. Then what happened I, in 07, Isaac? What happened when LeBron <laughs> got swept?
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes you can only you can only do so much with it. <laughs> you can't totally fix something, but you can influence it, and that's the thing of. You can't stop a team from making shots, but you can really influence a game by a certain different things. I, for me, I think the funniest things is what are we going to hear over the next week or so from LeBron? we I think we're going to hear so many different like subtle comments as excuses for him. We're gonna like we from him po- or for him? Uh, from him. I think we should put bets down on subtle comments we'll get. He'll he'll definitely mention that Golden State has four all-stars and like how they how good they are. He'll definitely mention at some point the how tired it could be and how tired it has been going to eight straight finals. And he'll definitely mention the accomplishment it is to be to eight straight finals. That would th- th- those are givens. <laughs> and I and those are always some of my favorites.
0: But so petty.
1: Uh, I am, man. He, huge fan of what LeBron does off the court. But on the court, uh, yeah, there's a lot of frustrating things I have with him for somebody that is as talented as you.
0: <laughs> just, just salty and petty and put your well, put your Jordan, North year. Carolina jersey out, out of the way. I got to take it off right now. He's going to be a Laker
1: next year, so I'll give you another jersey. That
0: would be so weird. That would just be <laughs> the weirdest thing.
1: You know Kobe's going to be halfway hated. Anyway, if you haven't seen Kobe's tweet, go look at Kobe's uh, one of his latest tweets, which is just a casual, casual reminder. And this is what I, I'll end it with this on my my end. It's just a casual reminder of people that we went through all of this. Okay, with Kobe, Jordan, Jordan, truthers out there. Hold, hold your ground. You know. Because we went through this mud before with Kobe. When Kobe won his titles and did his his three-peat, the exact same thing that is happening right now on Twitter, SportsCenter, everything-like whatever, not really, whatever Twitter, your platforms, conversations, barbershop, whatever-the exact same thing that's happening right now happened with Kobe. He's the greatest. He's the GOAT. He's already the greatest. It's Kobe Jordan, Kobe Jordan, everything. And now it's LeBron. It's just another guy in the chain. So
0: Just another guy. That's what Isaac says.
1: Yeah, I mean it's just it's an, it's a new conversation. So I, it's gonna, it's I gonna cycle a, up.
0: I was a massive Lakers fan even during those times, and I didn't think it was as true as people said it was. Like that that they were even close. I was like no.
1: I mean, especially after Kobe got his fifth title. I mean, it's, that's crazy. I mean, Kobe has five titles, and he's yeah. never – And, like, I'm, you're talking to like me. I've, like, really bashed Kobe a lot. But, like, Kobe has five titles, and he doesn't get mentioned – I don't think he gets mentioned enough, and I know that's kind of crazy. Wow. But wow. Just wow. the fact that LeBron's already kind of, like, anointed by so many people with three, three titles. Like, three. Yeah. Like, they're not everything, but you at least got to get – 5 or 6
0: before you can well, even, LeBron's even close played to. played with time. nobody even close to as good as Shaq was. I mean, sh- like uh, Kobe doesn't get mentioned. Dwayne the, who is Dwyane Wade
1: was really really good.
0: No, Shaq was the most dominant player in the NBA.
1: No, oh, mm, at the time.
0: Shaq average, okay. Shaq at averaged like 38 points and 15 rebounds and like 4 blocks throughout the playoffs. Yeah, that's insane. Dude is like dominating people. Yeah, I agree.
1: But, I mean, does Bosch and Wade equal Shaq? No. Oh, come on. Chris Bosh. It's one of my biggest pet peeves of the past decade is how much people undervalued and don't think Chris Bosh was that good. I love Chris, Chris Bosh, but, really, th- really, but
0: really, Shaq really was <laughs> incredible. The gravity that he had. He, he spaced the floor by being in the paint <laughs> because he just drew so many guys to himself.
1: I agree. I agree. It was great. And he was the best center at that time. During those years, for sure.
0: Anyway, we just had a sports radio conversation for the last like ten minutes of this pod, but
1: and come back tomorrow, we'll tell
0: you why. Coming up next, we'll tell you why Michael Jordan is not even the greatest player on his own team. It's Horace Grant, (laughs) because his sons or his son and his nephew both made it. No, 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 his nephews both made it into the NBA.
1: Jaren and Jeremy. Yeah.
0: All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to Locked on was Kind of all over the place today. It's just one of those days. Uh, Got some draft stuff, got some top ten, got some uh, finals talk. I'm going to pick Warriors in five.
1: I'll say Warriors in six.
0: Okay. I hope it's Cavs in seven. That would be epic. Oh,
1: my gosh. I, I can't think about it, but I honestly don't know what I would do if the Cavs won. Oh man. I'm going on a mission trip the week after the finals. So, I really want to go just honor the Lord, you know, but it's going to <laughs> be really <laughs> I'm going to need extra prayer that week if if that's uh and I'm hoping it doesn't go to a game seven because I might have to miss it because I'll be gone on that mission trip. So I'm hoping it. Co- I'm hoping the Warriors wrap that sucker up in like four or five. Four. If it ends in four, you might like. I'll do like two pods a day for y'all if it ends in four, just because I'll be so hyped
0: on a Mavericks podcast.
1: I love my favorite tweet today is the Thanos meme with LeBron instead of LeBron's Thanos because. Thanos has six of the stones, one for each finals
0: loss. Oh, my gosh. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom.